Good morning. This is Sips of Sanity, and I'm Karen. Good morning. I'm Kelly, and Happy New Year to everyone. We are starting things off pretty heavy. We're talking about enmeshment. We did day one yesterday. If you haven't listened to it, I highly recommend that you do because we described what it is. And the intention here is to be able to educate you not just about what it is, but the tools so that you can navigate your way out of it. And as I mentioned in day one, part of the reason that we're talking about this is because many people want to open up their third eye, their intuition, their intuitive gifts. We're trying to create emotional intelligence because without emotional intelligence, you're going to have a hell of a brick wall in front of you to open up intuitiveness. Because if you care more about other people's opinions of you than your own, that's going to be one of your biggest walls. I'm thinking too that you should probably hear that life's going to be very difficult for you. Yeah, in every single way. Okay. Well, without emotional intelligence, we are crippled. Yes. And and I know you've said this to many, many clients. You have the emotional maturity of a two-year-old. Yes. And I don't mean that to be ignorant or rude to them. No, it's to point out that they are at a level where they do not have the ability to problem solve. They do not have the ability to empathize. There are certain tools that we need in our toolkit to be able to walk through life healthily. Yeah. And if you don't have those things, like we've said yesterday in the show, Kelly, you sit in a a paralysis in your life, not understanding why you can't reach the goal. So you could have a wonderful vision board and never be able to actually reach those things that mean the most. You might be able to do something financially and get the car, but not feel good about it or not feel good about yourself. Yeah. And you might be in a relationship and value being in one, but not know how to be a good partner or not understand why you're with someone who is so very mean. Yes. I, that's lovely. I love how you just said that, that they can't understand why they're in the relationship with a withholder or someone who's creating drama and chaos. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm just going to reword it ever so slightly, because I don't necessarily know that people will wonder, why am I in it? Because that would be an action they have to take in order to get out. I think the wonder can often be, how did the how did I wind up here? Mm -hmm. How did it get to this? Mm -hmm. And we're saying that it gets to this point if you don't have emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. And it's it's good if you're beginning to wonder because it means that you're trying to wake up. Mm, so I here, like yeah. So here are some tools to help you. Yeah. And so one of them is to recognize, and we'll say this: it's to be able to recognize, and that means to be educated to understand what enmeshment looks like. And one of the key things that's required when you're enmeshed with somebody is your own addiction to approval. This is going to tie in so beautifully, Kelly, with Beverly Angel's book, The Nice Girl Syndrome. And we've said this countless times on both of our podcast shows, that it's called The Nice Girl Syndrome, but there are plenty of males that need to read that book because they are the nice boy syndrome. Yeah, they are, they're not gender terms. They are characteristics of humans who have not emotionally matured. Correct. And that need for approval, as you've said earlier, really comes down to around two to three years old when you're really not getting it. You're not getting a parent's approval. You're not being nurtured in healthy ways. And that can play out 
when you're 30, 40, 50, 80. It doesn't matter your age physically in the body. It's your emotional age. Yeah, we continue to seek it. And to the point, Kelly, where we could seek it from a partner, meaning your sexual partner, and totally disregard the existence of your own children. Mm -hmm. Their needs, the fact that you're parenting or you're supposed to be parenting, because many people will put so much stress on that need for approval from the guy or from the girl, the, the partner, that they can't see other human beings. They can't see themselves. They can't see the job. They can't see their friend group. They can't see their family. They can't hear anything. They only hear one person's words. And it doesn't matter what their actions are. So they could have an affair. They could punch you. They could withhold from you. They could do, oh my God, a list of things to you that are mean and abusive or to your children or to your friends or even try to destroy your career on you. But so long as they feed you words, you're stuck to them. Or sex. Yeah. Or, or both. Words right. and sex. That's a killer combo for some people, right? Yeah, because in, in a very immature mind, if someone is engaging in sex with me, it means I am desired, I am wanted. So they must approve. Right. That's a good way to look at what they're getting out of sex, eh, Kelly? Is it another form of approval? I'm just repeating what you're saying because I think it's crucial for people to hear that. So let's talk about the person seeking approval because this can look like very polar actions. You can have the one person, and my mind automatically goes to the literal two-year-old that has the temper tantrum mm -hmm. that kicks and flails and wants to be seen at all costs. Mm -hmm. heard at all costs. Then you might have the person on the other end of the spectrum who believes that I'll fly under the radar, I won't be seen or heard, but I'll get everything done and that will get me approval. Mm -hmm. That's the good girl. The martyr. The good boy. Yeah. Both stuck in the very same dynamics, the very same concepts, but expressing in two different ways. Mm-hmm. And we're saying it because you need to be able to find yourself or find the person you're thinking of in these examples. When you're saying that, Kelly, I would like to point out to people that if they research archetypes and look up martyr, look up victim, or go straight to Beverly Angel's book on the nice girl syndrome, she literally lists all of the different types and the definitions and why they do it, how they're trained to do that. And that's what you and I are trying to say here. We get trained by parents and by society, by schools or groups or whatever around us to fall into those roles. Yes. And actually, we did a Sips of Sanity series on the archetype of the child back oh. at the kind of towards the end of 2018. And for anyone wondering what the heck that means, the archetype of the child is the child that keeps living within the adult in us where we keep expressing over and over again that tantrum, that desire to be approved. What a cycle it's going to be if you can't get out of that with the person you're enmeshed in when you are emotionally at around a two-year-old level and you are having those tantrums. Because quite often then you're stuck with that person because they will parent you at times 
and they will be your sexual partner at times and they will withhold. So they will wear different hats and you get addicted to each of the hats. Oh, yes. And you know what? Going back to day one, when you listed the different um, synonyms for enmeshment, the first thing in my head goes to mix up. Mm -hmm. Because as you're pointing out, you mix up all of the roles. And I know we've said this time and time again. No parent, no healthy parent wants to have sex with their child. No healthy child wants to have sex with their parent. But this is what we end up doing in adult relationships when our emotional intelligence is not on the same level. Hmm. What a clusterfuck. Yes, because the child that's physically abused innately knows that something is wrong innately knows that this is not right and you Mm -hmm. can see in all of the psych talk how they feel dirty and they can't get over this feeling of dirtiness Mm -hmm. and yet we mix up these roles as adults and we can't quite put our finger on why things don't feel right or what might be off or why I feel weirded out by my partner now Mm -hmm. yeah why I'm no longer attracted to them well if you're enmeshed in these unhealthy relationships and you start getting healthy emotionally, that is exactly what happens. You stop being attracted to that partner. And that's one of the reasons you're ready to leave. And that's a good thing. So let's yes. say that if anyone is sitting here right now with a pit in their stomach, he really, really hearing what we just said, that is a good thing. Mm-hmm. That means you're on the right track. And yes, to finish your sentence, good for you. Yes. Oh, I just want to send out a great big, huge air hug to these people. If they just listened to this show and went, what the fuck? She said clusterfuck. And I said that on purpose because that is exactly what happens in your mind. And when you finally get it, you know it for what it is. And as soon as you know it for what it is, I want to say to you, don't let go. Hold on to that and know that what you now know to be true is the deepest truth. Because if you go back to that relationship, even for two seconds in your mind, you take off your clothes one more time, you're going back into that clusterfuck and it gets harder and harder to do. Yeah, because you end up re-traumatizing yourself. Yes. So when you say no to sex... When you refuse, when you walk away and say, I'm not attracted, when you say you don't feel like it, you are standing up for the deepest part of your soul that wants to experience life with you. So the biggest thing that we can offer you within this podcast is to understand or to offer you a new belief system, let's put it that way, to say that judgment or criticism will not kill you. Mm-hmm. Physically, literally will not kill you. Yeah, and I, I know that some people literally believe that they will die. Oh, yes. And they say that to themselves. They say it to their friends. I would just die without them. I would just die. And you have to stop saying that. That's part of the tools is that you stop saying those things and you say the opposite. I can survive criticism. It won't kill me. And this is where I've seen you um, give homework to a lot of clients where you'll draw a T on the page yeah. and you'll write trash, keep. Yeah. And so if you can walk through those different belief systems, I will die without him. 
just hold it in your thoughts and ask yourself which side of the page you want to put it down on. Mm-hmm. Decide which concepts you want to trash or keep. Sometimes in sessions, Kelly, the spirit guides will come through and say on one side of the page, say the left side, we will write things like, I will die without him. I can't live without him. Um, I can't support myself without him. Uh, I can't stand being alone. It will kill me. I will crawl up into a fetal ball and stop breathing. And on the other side of the page, we say, I can walk. I can stand. I can breathe. Yes, you're saying very simple facts. That's right. And that's where it starts. That's right. Is to just focus on the small, simple facts so that you can just slowly and surely destroy the false belief. There are, this is one of them. There are 7 billion people on this planet. He slash she is not the only person that will ever find me attractive. One of the things that I've heard partners say when in enmeshed relationships is nobody else would want you. You are unlovable. If it weren't for me, you'd be nobody. You'd be on the street. You'd, you'd, you'd. And so you have to be able to say, lie, 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 lie. Every single one of those things are lies. Yeah. And and even while they're talking to you, you might be sitting there with your little hand on the center going, nope trash nope keep nope trash and it's important to hold that into your mind when they're saying it to you and go lies 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 whatever you got to do sing it do it what you got to do because on the other side of the page is the truth i can get another job out of seven billion people surely there is somebody that can think i'm a nice person because i am one or i might not be today but i'm capable of becoming one So on the other side of the page, you have to tell yourself and write down those truths. Yes, because, and this is something neat. I'm going to kind of twist what you've written down here. You've written down, it's okay to learn something new. It's okay to do things that build your own confidence in yourself. It's okay to not know something and to fail. It's okay to take your time to learn something. Mm-hmm. And this this part about learning something or learning something new about yourself, you might think you're doing it for the first time and realize it comes so natural to you that it actually is who you are. Mm-hmm. So if, like you said, I'd like to learn to become a nice person, you might extend yourself in kindness or in gratitude and go, that was easy. Mm-hmm. I, I That's me. Mm-hmm. And that learning something new about yourself is the way to discover, oh, then what he said is not true. That's right. That's why it's good to go try something that you've never done before, especially that you've never done in your whole life, where you go out and you take a class or you just do something like you said, just be giving to somebody and can understand they don't know this part of me. I know this part of me. I know parts of me they don't know. Therefore, they don't know everything. So you're starting to take back what you know about yourself instead of thinking, I have to go to them. They're going to know this for me. Good. We're going to end it there and we're going to come back tomorrow with more tools for enmeshment. Good. If you have questions or comments about today's show, you can email us at info at Have a great day.